so yeah, we're going to continue um, for, for our listeners to understand what we're about to do. Georgia decided to use the, the metaphor of the fact we only have an hour, so we should go balls deep with this last one. <laughs> so just keeping the theme alive. <laughs> this is where we are. I walked so into the kitchen two. where he was smoking a cigarette. I said, listen, we only got an hour left. Let's go balls deep. He's like, yep. You said it, girl. <laughs> That's what I've been thinking the whole night. I'm yeah. glad you're with me on that. Oh, God. This is metaphor for some reason is coming up twice in the last two days. In the last day. For some reason. Yeah, my friend at the bar at one point, she said to me, she was like, you know, you're a real pain in the butt. I was like, yeah, some people like that, though. <laughs> and and for some of us, it is pleasurable, but creates a mess. It just creates a whole mess, and I don't want to feel like cleaning it up, so we just don't do it anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's just the most practical take on that I've ever heard in my life. Everything's fine with Georgia and Yoni after right. dark. <laughs> and it literally has gotten dark now. Yes, it is dark now. Now we're drinking alone in the dark. Not in the dark. Where There are lights on in the apartment. But mm-hmm. It's now dark outside. Yeah. That's right. So let's go balls deep. Let's go balls deep. Oh my god. So let's actually have you answer the question. So we had you answer yeah. the first question, which is do you have a preference? And, right. and you were able to answer affirmatively that you do, in right. fact, have a preference. Right. However, you don't like the implications that that could cause other people to make. Well, about I guess you. it's other people and myself. Okay. Like it's both in a way. Like I don't like how that to me limits the way I think about my own attraction. Why does it limit limit your the way you think about it if you admit you have a preference? Well, because I feel like a preference is really the sum total of your experiences so far. It has nothing to do with who you might meet down the road. And so it's, it's, it's just, I, I, it's, it's a limit again that I'm, I'm bringing up that word a lot, but that I feel like it actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, Once you start to see it that way, you might be like, your friend like tries to set you up and then your first question is what race are they? I you know, mean, like, you know, like that's kind of, it's an, it's a way to start, I guess, trying to figure things out. But My friends know me well enough to know to ask that question. <laughs> Like, it's very interesting that we have, we come from <coughs> opposite ways on this because I, because I guess I've had enough time to, to just accept, <laughs> accept like what right. I like. Right. And I talk about it so openly that if you were to ask anyone in my inner circle, right. like what, what I'm into, they would all tell you the same thing with no hesitation and be like, right. yeah, that's just what she likes. Right. 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 <laughs> I get, and I get that. Like, I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. Um, if that's just the way you're going to, the way you are, you know what I mean? My general i guess one of the things that i think about a lot is just the fact that i guess the way i said it earlier is that people seem to always surprise you maybe not always but continue to surprise me in life Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of what keeps it interesting so having a preference means less surprises yes Okay. In a, in a manner of speaking, it, it would, or maybe it's not that it does inherently. I imagine that it would have to lead to that. Oh. I'm trying to like, like, uh, like, like fix a problem before it got started. Right. In a way. Yeah. And, um. You're doing what the infomercials do. You create a problem that doesn't exist <laughs> and then you solve it with a gadget. <laughs> well, you know, when you see my actual dating app, it's not like I'm actively fighting against it or anything. Like when it happens, I'm like, yes, I, I'm into you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. That, that's, I guess, the answer to that question. Uh, this is a lot calmer version of when my friend was asking me questions on the other podcast. It was like, is it a fetish? Is it a fetish? Tell me it's not a fetish. Tell, tell me if it is a fetish, though. Tell me if, tell it, me is if it is, though. Just be straightforward. Tell me it's not, but tell me if it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that also is a good question. 
question because we did talk yeah. a little, just just a sliver of conversation we had in our last uh, recording session. We did talk about fetishism right. very, very shortly. And I brought up the point that when people think of fetishes, they usually think of um, separation and, and disparate natures, where someone with these characteristics has a fetish for a person with very different characteristics. Right. And I was like, oh, no, you can be, you can fetishize yourself. Right. You can fetishize, like, you know, the the just blonde hair, blue-eyed, blue-eyed American white woman sure. with big boobs and, like, this just yeah. the, the, the girl next door. Like, you can have a fetish right, for right. very, quote-unquote, normal things. Right, right. The whole normal part is the most interesting part of that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of, I guess, the beginning of it. The, the, I don't know. I, I can't even... I, I do specifically kind of place a lot of a uh, place uh, very little trust in, in self analysis. Oh, okay. so for me to say because the person doing the analysis is flawed, you, so. well, in, a, in a biased position. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of seems like one of those things, like where someone's like, "I'm not an asshole." What are you talking about? It's like, but, but all your friends say, that say you're, you're an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> so yeah. So just maybe listen. Yeah, um, but you so, can also be in the opposite position where you're actually doing okay, but you're surrounded by assholes. <laughs> that's also possible. Hopefully, you have the wherewithal to know that you're in a shit community. Hmm. You know, but but if you grow up in the shit community, it's normal to you. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Hence, mommy issues. Yeah. Yes. As well. So, like, you know, like, all of that is stuff that you as an adult have the opportunity to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, whether I were to say that it is a fetish or it isn't a fetish, I wouldn't even trust my own answer to that. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it is. Okay. You know, it feels like that because my community growing up was so homogenous. Yeah. And that I got out of it. And that's what ended up feeling normal to me. Okay. And that I just wasn't around the, the normal word, like that word, yeah. or maybe not normal, but felt comfortable, felt better, yeah. felt... Comfort, yeah. Yeah, felt like human, like felt felt something that I could like, you know, have a conversation and build something with someone, you know what I mean? It felt like yeah. that. And so I, that in, for that reason, it feels like it isn't. But I mean, again, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I would love someone to certify me. <laughs> Certifiedly like, non-fetishing. Certifiedly non-fetishing yeah. white man. Right. Um, I certainly hope that's the case, but like when you grow up you keep learning things about yourself so i'm just trying to stay open to that i think that the way i define a fetish generally it it has a de-individualizing and dehumanizing aspect to it yeah where you have this list where there where there, it's way beyond preference it you have this list of like must-haves right and it doesn't really matter who fills that role as long as it's someone that's what you go to yeah and you don't have an appreciation for that individual being a complex whole human being right it's just they fit the list so that's where i go yeah right and i i can i can see and this is what i was beginning to speak about was like my you know the people that i've been with it's not really been too similar in terms of like even their specific ethnic background Mm -hmm. um but even that, like, you know, if there's two people that have, that are, let's say they're both from the same country and, you know, there are an incredible number of differences between those two people, but I guess whatever it is, and I, I came up with a new, oh, this is right. I came up with a new method of like parallel that makes a lot of sense to me as far as why I just enjoy living in a neighborhood that's filled with Caribbeans Mm. is that I found this out recently when I was taking care of my, helping take care of my friend in the neighborhood who's an older Jamaican man. And, uh, he got into a conversation with someone that he hadn't seen in a year when I was wheeling him back home in the wheelchair from the bar, we took him to the bar. And, um, the other guy who's like another Jamaican dude who's probably like in his sixties sees my friend in the wheelchair and they just go through the moment of, 
realizing he's still around. Oh. The other guy literally just looking at him like, they're talking about a mutual friend of theirs. And the other guy says to my friend, he's like, he told me you died. And my friend was like, no, that was my roommate. He was like, no, he told me you died. <laughs> it was like this incredible level of directness about death. Yeah. That Israelis also have. So like, oh. it was literally just, it felt like this place like, I can't help the fact that I was born in Israel and raised in America. Yeah. But now I have, now I am an American. Someone who feels comfortable in at least New York City. And I was raised in a way that this energy feels normal to me. Mm. And so that cre- that affects how I, who, which kind of people I end up being friends with. Yeah. You know, which yes. kind of communities I'm okay working in. Yeah. Who I, I end up dating. Everything. That energy is not... Is just not present in like stereotypical Midwest white right. people town, right. <laughs> Whiteville. That it's just yeah. not. It's very, it's very passive aggressive and and, and undercurrent and yeah. it's very subtle. It feels like that a lot. But you, but you grew up with some with someone who was a female energy, and yeah. you happen to be straight, and I think that plays a part. Right. In it. If you right. were not straight, it might not. But right. it could, but it that might would not. Be really interesting it, too. Yeah, to yeah. see like what the difference would be. Right. But uh, this direct energy. And and over, honestly, overbearing oh, yeah. energy. Oh yeah. And then you're like, I like black women. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Trying to find out everything about me in the first ten minutes with intense questioning. That's fine. I'm and totally it's very normal. And I don't know why you feel defensive <laughs> about it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what well, you have to hide? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried, but now I am. Now I'm worried. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah. It's all that. Like I have all the language to get through that kind of conversation. <laughs> Meanwhile, when, when people don't do that, when women don't do that, I'm like, all right, this is weird. This is weird. I know you want to know these things. Yeah. I know you're thinking it in the back of your head. I'm in your head, so you're not supposed to do that. You can't be in the other person's head. It's right, like, I know right, it's right. there. No. Yeah. You cause you cause your own problems. Mm. But then you got to solve them. With the gadget. Oh. For 1999. <laughs> With the, what's the gadget? I don't know. We're going oh. to fight. It's the infomercial. <laughs> oh, know. okay. It's okay. like you've got a case of the befores, you know. <laughs> of the befores? Yeah. It's like, wow. you know, in the 90s, like, in the 2000s infomercials where it's like, can you not do this really? simple task that requires no effort but then like they make a mess and everything goes flying yeah They're like what's because you don't have this gadget nobody needs <laughs> so you call it the case of the befores oh got you like chia pets and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah by the way who knew i started working for a health com- food company back in florida chia is like one of the most nutritious gr- gluten-free ancient grains in the world yeah. and we were and we were treating it like a novelty right well like, that makes a lot of sense before you understand something <laughs> Now yeah. it's in like 80% of the smoothie shops. It sure is. Everywhere. They're charging you up the wazoo for that. Yeah. I was I was on the I was a part of that. I was the one teaching people, it's not just for chia pets, you eat it. You right. put it in the face. <laughs> Balls deep. Balls deep. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna Okay. So you, okay. So you got me back on track. You you never answered the question. I didn't answer which you, one. The second you answered the first one, which oh. is do you have a preference. The second question that I, the burning question is: uh-huh. Right? Are you attracted to me? <laughs> okay, so no. Okay. All right, but that's that's kind of one of the interesting things about how someone can be in a particular setting. You know what I mean, like that, where all the pieces of the puzzle are lining up. But it doesn't mean it's the it's the sum of its parts. It's not like that. No, yeah. It's just a, just a feeling. But the other reason that I really would avoid that sort of, that question specifically is because that's not the kind of thing I like to tell anyone. What? 
Why? You know, it just, it just, it doesn't, you know, it's not a nice thing to say. I mean, it's the, whatever it is, it's just, you know. Even if that's what the person's looking for? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> that's, even that's, that's, my, that's where my want. Midwestern part is still there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's just not, it's just not a nice thing. It's not just, nice. just get away from it. Just brush it off and go into the other room and pretend nothing happened. Yeah. But that doesn't, okay, so you're, you're talking accent, about how your guy, your guy brain was like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. You should still try to smash. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, so like in that moment, I was like, yeah, like I'm trying to just be myself, but all the fucking people who have contributed to raising me, the other men in my life, you know what I mean? That's kind of like, and then I will admit it's like, I still feel like, you know, if I give the bullet points of this whole buildup, that even some female friends of mine also be like, so you sure she wasn't trying to just leave this open to, Oh God. you sure, you know what I mean? Because that's, I don't know, it's a lot of moves. And someone else next to would be like, no, maybe she just wanted to, and then it would go into that. Yeah. But it's it's not even regulated to guys, relegated to guys. In that sense, in my mind. But regardless of what it is, it was literally a behavior that I had to manage Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm. That's what was going on. Interesting. So much stuff in the background I had no idea about. Yeah. Turns out guys do have a layer or two. (laughs) It's not that we don't know you have layers. It's that we think all the layers... Are just anger. <laughs> yeah, just layers of shit. Layers of just. Yeah. Oh look, another one. <laughs> but no, ultimately, like that's yeah, that's better. And it, and it of the two options, it is the preferable one. <laughs> <laughs> because then there would have to be more. Because com- if it wasn't, there'd have to be more conversations to be had. After, yeah, I or guess at least so. to me, maybe not to you, but I would feel like I need to have more conversations. I guess that's after. fair. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, how, well, how are we going to move forward? Yeah. Under these new circumstances that we now both acknowledge. Yeah, and, that and, that. and that's the whole thing. It's like that you have to, the first step is to admit there's a problem, right? <laughs> so if just you were diagnosing if you were just, again, look at the therapy crowd. Oh my diagnosing. god, we're just diagnosing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a pop psychologist. So, um, oh god, it's my I new hope thing. you don't introduce a- yourself like that <laughs> often. Often. <laughs> Only in person. Um,. But no, so so would it hurt your feeling? Like, uh, you haven't asked me, but right. if I were to answer that question for right. you, number one, do you want me to answer it? And number two, is there a preference you have? Oh. Um, and, and, and this is for me because you haven't asked anything. Right, right. No, I haven't. And I, I didn't really, on I, on purpose, I didn't because mm-hmm. in my mind it didn't matter. Yeah. Like the, the fact that, like, it's too interesting for me to, to do anything but not know because oh. you have presented something to me that I find really interesting. You know, the type of connection that we have in terms of talking about these issues that we talk about, the way that we talk about them, Mm -hmm. and the willingness to get it done, you know? In my other projects that I'm involved in, I'm usually more of the, uh, on the producer side of just kind of like, you know, making sure we have people in place and being the one that they call when they're on the way and stuff like that. So this is also really wonderful to, that I just really want to support this. And to me, I don't have a part of me that needs to know that to figure anything else out about what I'm doing. Okay. So if I found out that like everyone in the world was just into me, I'd be like, that's amazing. That's really, <laughs> that's so flattering. Stop it. <laughs> so like, of course, like there's an ego element that it would feed to find out if you did. But at the same time, that's again, not relevant mm-hmm. to anything, to anything that we're actually trying to do. And, um, or at least this particular thing that we're trying to do, which is this project that I think we can really do great things with. Yeah. 
So it wasn't something that I was going to bring up. And um, now it's kind of more like, well, if you let the fucking, you know, whatever, the topic out, then sure, like, we can go into that. Yeah. But still, even at this point, it's not something that is necessary for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that answers the question of whether or not you'd want to know. And I'm not, since you haven't asked for it, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let, if you want to know, you'll bring it up to me. Sure. All right, we'll do it. And so I won't, I won't just uh, ambush you with it because there's no point. There's no point in doing that. Right, because that's totally not your style. It's not at all. What are you talking about? I I consider what other people need (laughs) and and Mm. what other people are comfortable with. Right. Right. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Of course. No. So now, so now I want to go into all the details of what you find unattractive about me. (laughs) 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 Why you think I'm so disgusting and ugly and hideous. Oh, wow. That's not even true. But however, that does not mean that you wouldn't stick your dick in me because you might. Right. That's also true. Different, different conversation. That's also true. Yeah, they are different. They're not at all connected (laughs) in my mind at all. Like there's no part of it. Doesn't make a difference. Well, because there's, you know, like the idea that we can just that like that that because sex is wonderful and it just makes the rest of my week and, and month better and all that stuff. It just makes everything better. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean there are there not all the time, but like in general. Huh. You know? It must be nice to have that kind of relationship with sex. Because I yeah. did not have that relationship with it. I've heard much about these stories from women, of course. <laughs> Women, I think it seems like, and I think what, what I found out also in general is that, like, um, about men, about myself and other people, like, you usually end up having better sex when you're in a relationship anyway. Yeah. Um, of course, not every time, but, you know, you get to know someone, you have time to figure out things that they're into, yeah. what they're not, what they don't like, and you just kind of, it's a whole different kind of a thing. But, you know, that doesn't mean that, like, if there's a time period where, like, I haven't been having sex that much that my my calculations don't change. And I'm like, okay, there is someone I know in my phone book I can call. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's, I, I, it, it, it's still a part of me. So, like, whatever that is, it, it's there. And so I, I can't pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. And then just trying to figure out um, how to handle that is purely a logical, intelligent act on my part. It has nothing to do with what I want. Mm. Nothing. It is like, what is the smart way to behave? Mm. Because what I want is going to get me in trouble. Right. Because in order for me to get what I want, someone else has to, the, the, the woman that I'm going to be with is going to want something different. Mm-hmm. Usually it just doesn't seem to be like, you know, come over and fucking leave. Even if it happens like, you know, a number of times over a, of a time period. There are even moments I've had like that where there's a friends with benefits situation and then after a while she starts to bring up this event that's coming up that maybe I would want to join her for. And it was like, oh, so this was kind of like you knew what I wanted mm-hmm. and you were willing to do it because it was fun for you, but it was with this intention. Mm-hmm. And I understand, maybe it, it wasn't also, sometimes it happens where it wasn't that intention at first and it grew, yeah. you know, but whatever it may be, I am not interested in that many people, just not, I don't really have that kind of, and I think that's a a result maybe of the way I grew up and everything was very isolated and a lot of space in between moments Mm -hmm. of just interaction that I became very accustomed with being on my own and I'm comfortable with it. So my whole thing is like, I, I, I meet someone and if I'm interested in them, then great. I'll, I'll, you know, let them know if it feels right. You know, if they seem, you know, if they're willing to listen, and then 
and uh, we'll go from there. And then sometimes it's worked out, sometimes it hasn't. But I, I just never felt like um, it was something that I should pursue. I mean, not never. At a certain point, it was something that I felt like I should stop pursuing unless I was absolutely sure. And it seems to be pretty clear for me most of the time. It's not a gray area. I'm like, yes, I'm interested in this person, or no, I'm not. And I know that. But if the Bill Burrs of the world are, are right, and having a dick literally makes you just like, incredibly horny in this crazy way all the time. You know, his impression is like, do it, do it, fucking do it! You know, like, that's just what... Exit strategy! Later! Don't worry about it! No. It's like this chaotic organ in your body that just needs to be satisfied. That, to me, is... It can't possibly be the whole truth. I understand how it's the truth of many, many, and most men right now. And it has been for generations. But our sexuality has been encouraged. And our version of sexuality has been encouraged and nurtured. Only for you. Yeah, I'm saying for men. Yeah. Ours is men. Yeah. Yeah, like male sexuality has been nurtured mm-hmm. in nearly every society, mm-hmm. some form of it. I, I mean, specifically heterosexual, you know, male, but like that whole... It's not that women are less horny than men. It's just that like they've been trained not to be open about it. Well, there are, like, consequences for us. Absolutely. That's how the, that's how the training works. Yeah. It's through consequences. Yeah. And so that is, as that unfolds and kind of, like, hopefully goes into this version where there's a much more equal footing in society for everyone to feel comfortable expressing their sexuality. Like, I don't think, I'm surprised at how many men don't understand how much better life is going to be for us when women have an equal footing in in every area, specifically don't feel threatened on a date things will get much better we will be able to communicate with each other oh you, but you're okay those men are men who don't know there's a problem you have to know there's a problem first you're, even, ta- even, you're talking about men who are like this woman shouldn't it's like the shouldn't thing they shouldn't feel threatened by what but it's yeah. they do and they, they haven't right. gotten to the place where it's like but they do anyway right right they I mean, haven't acknowledged the problem <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like there's another layer even after that. What? Because once you acknowledge the problem, you do it. This is something our acting teacher used to say to us. He was like, whenever he was giving us a critique in a scene, he would say, do you understand what I said intellectually or viscerally? Like, do you do you understand in your body, like, what you have to do okay. to make this scene work? Okay. And I think a lot of men are getting to the point where we understand it intellectually. intellectually. But we don't really know what that means, and we won't yeah. until we process what it means to be afraid like that. Yeah. Like, that's just something that a lot of us just, there's no, like, and men get into a topic of, like, um, being, I was talking to a guy outside of a bar who was talking about how basically, he's black, and he was, like, talking about how black men are much more threatened than black women in society. So, like, me being a white man, talking about a black issue with a black person, that I don't agree with him. But I'm talking about, he's talking about men being imprisoned. You know what I mean? How they're much more target for the prison system. Yeah, by, pol- and yeah, by, by police. By police and, and, yes, yes. Yes. That's and exactly that's, what I was thinking. Right. And we know that that's the truth. We yeah. know that that is the truth about being a black man in society. But that also comes from, in my mind, uh, an idea of a man still not having processed that kind of fear mm-hmm. that men inflict on women. Right. So that's like, and, yeah, you and can that's give me the story stats. the cops. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, right. wait, 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 what are you talking about? It's right, like, no, exactly. That's what we that's what we feel. <laughs> right. You. And it's like, I haven't done anything. Right. Doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Neither <laughs> did the cop that's standing outside your car. Not right. yet. Not yet. Not even yet. <laughs> so. Just pulled you over. Yeah. That's what cops do sometimes. <laughs> so. Nothing's wrong so far. <laughs> You're still breathing for yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It's 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 getting getting people to listen is really, really hard. And like we said before, like empathy is the last thing is the last like psychological step. Yeah. You know, empathy is, is, for most people, is the hardest thing to learn. And when you're raised in a society that's telling you, basically teaching you toxic masculinity, just like you're just absorbing it, like through osmosis sure, at all sure, times. Yeah, right. By the time your brain is fully formed at 26 and you're supposed to be learning empathy, I, it's, I, I'm surprised that there are so many men out there who do get it. I, right. like, I'm, I'm shocked at that. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, uh, sources guiding us in the opposite direction. And it's one of my favorite things. I bring up my uncle a lot because he, he has this really hilarious way of just being super direct. And one time, and, and like he really illustrated to me the way that so many men, I think, don't even realize that they are. is the way that he is. He's like, you know, there's a new wave of people that are telling us to go to therapy and like get in touch with our emotions. Like, I, I, I understand anger. Like, I'm fine with anger. I don't really need any of the others. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I was like, that's, that's the most honest shit I could ever ask for. I wish that every one of us would be um, comfortable saying that. Because that is... If that's the truth, then yeah. Absolutely, dude. That, that is like, to me, in a nutshell, like the way that so many men, and particularly straight men, um, analyze moments. You know, like, mm-hmm. other emotions are literally to be avoided. They are... Uh, well, symptomatic of femininity. Oh yeah, and, and yes. detail-oriented emotional thinking. Yeah, because that is still a very on a deep level in our in our brains and our hearts tied to weakness. That's exactly why I mentioned last time that anger is um, a right. secondary emotion. Right. It's a, all this other weaker feminist fe- or right. feminine. Yeah. All these other emotions are make you weak and not a man. Right. So anger. Sure. I'm yeah. allowed anger. Right. So everything is anger. Right. I have a hammer, so everything is nails. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. And that is limiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like, that's uh, on a large level, you have people that just don't, we're out there, just not, uh, not, not being able to engage, literally just like filtering out mm-hmm. elements of what other people said to us, nope. of what's going on in a circumstance around us, the, of yeah. our own internal feelings. Yep. The only that. tool you have is a hammer. Yes. <laughs> that's, right. the, that's your tool. Yeah. We just compare <laughs> hammers all day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> bringing it back. Brown cow. Brown cow. <laughs> It's very true. It's just all these other very real emotions like fear, like jealousy, like insecurity. Those are all weak and those are all feminine and you're not. And, 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 and by the way, those two things are connected. Weakness and femininity. Right, right, right. So, and anger is allowed. If you're a man. Now, if you're a woman, right. you're just being hysterical. Right. So, sure. and nothing you say actually matters. Right. And just go calm down and eat a, eat a chocolate cookie and you'll right. be fine. Right. But, uh, but yeah, anger is the only thing, is the only emotion men are allowed. So anytime I see an angry man, like I, now, because I've been to therapy, 
Anytime I see an angry man, I see either a hurting man or I see a man with dementia. <laughs> Who's just like, your brain is fucked up and there's That's nothing really you can funny. do about it. <laughs> no, it's true. That, it's true. Like, learning about, when you learn about the brain and the structure of the brain and how it deteriorates, sometimes, like, it just, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Right, no, I understand. I just love that those are the two options. That's it. Hurting yeah. or dementia. <laughs> yeah. This was actually something that I remember seeing this interview with Jay-Z when he was talking about how he figured out that, like, a lot of fights that started and people, like, really killing each other when he was a kid started with someone saying, why are you looking at me? Yeah. What the fuck are you looking at? And he says, like, later on you sort of process that, like, somebody thought that I saw them and saw them in pain. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what it was, mm-hmm. and it was like, don't, don't fucking look at me. You saw them in pain, but like, okay, what? Keep going. You saw them in pain. What's the re- finish it? What's the rest of it? He's and therefore, the, they were weak. But he's literally saying, oh, that part. They're, and therefore, absolutely, and that made them vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, if they saw my weakness, then they, then they could have attacked me. It was a he whole did go thing. Into that. Yeah, right. He didn't say That's he didn't mention the weakness. He just said, you know, they felt vulnerable, and yes. therefore, the survival instinct kicked in. Yes. And you can't again. It's about thriving. Mm. As opposed to surviving. Surviving. But thriving. he was, uh, I guess, because of his talents and ability to succeed, he was able to have the time and space to think about this shit. Whereas everybody else is still there. Too too frustrated and anxiety-ridden and, and filled with tension and PTSD from everything. To... None of that stuff really exists. It's all just anger. Sure. <laughs> sure PTSD sure. is for pussies. <laughs> That's what the P stands for. That's what the P stands for. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I got. I definitely <laughs> got that. <laughs> I was born with that one. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Yeah, we've gone into a few different wonderful topics. We have. We, you know, you you haven't answered why you're not attracted to me though. My oh, okay. my ego is just riveting. <laughs> my ego is just waiting for you to tell me why you're not attracted to me. Well, that's something that's that's maybe the hardest thing to identify for me because if I if I don't even really know how I have my preference beyond my mom was louder than other mothers. <laughs> Like, this is my level of analysis about this whole shit. Your bullet point is loud mom check. Yeah, like, I don't know, you know what I mean? And then just just around white people most of the time, and then having this being like, oh, there's, you guys live here too? I didn't know that we could, but I I was just around, like, 90% white people all the time. You guys put seasoning on your food? Yes, ma'am. Right, Right, that's right. Right, these parties are much better. I didn't, all right, yeah, now I understand. I don't know how I knew this from just the way you said hello, but, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I think that, I, I mean, I can obviously speculate, but again, that is so strange to me. Why? <laughs> just say, I don't, because you started talking about, like, uh, you, when you were swiping on people after we had recorded last time and we were getting ready to be like... To, to end the night, you were like, yeah, like, big hair or whatever. Is like right. Part of it. And I was right, like, right. Oh, okay, I don't know. Oh, yeah, hair. I thought about so, that saying that because yeah. that's not even the defining characteristic necessarily. But that's one of the things that just, it's like one of these things that just that sometimes noticed. gets me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I've also dated one with no hair at all. That's um, great. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. Uh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, in general, like, I, again, I like being surprised, but um, I it just feels so strange for me to go into it. But in my case, I feel like the, the women that I've dated that I've been um, sort of on a level where, where I felt like I was relaxed and I felt like I could be myself were the less 
I, I guess in a way, the less immediately organized of the two of us, the, the more casual energy, oh. the more like, you know, because okay. the other side, the more organized, regimented, which is what I get from you. Yeah. And kind of like things are going to be a certain way. Yeah. And so that kind of overall thing, it's, it's one where I know that I would lose myself mm. in an intimate partnership or not that I know that, but I suspect that I would, that I would not be able to kind of like feel free and at home and be mm. myself in the relationship mm. because little things like that would be kind of like barriers that I have to get through in certain moments, mm. whether like I'm sitting down and doing something and relaxing and, but like the air, the temperature is three degrees too low. Oh yeah, or that's me. Whatever that would be. Or yeah. you know, I mean, the lighting is off mm-hmm. or yeah, stuff like that kind of. It's too bright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's kind of where it, it feels like a predominant enough element. Um, that's, that's again, that's me putting words to a circumstance that I don't even know if it's just yeah. some sort of, you know, magic trick. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that is or isn't. Yeah. But that that would be my best guess. Interesting. Wait, wait. So that's the but that's not physical. That's like You're personality. Right. It isn't. Yeah. So wait. So so are you do you are you attracted to me slash do you think I'm attracted physically? Those are not necessarily oh, the I do. same thing. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so when I asked you see this is this is good. Right. Because when I asked a question, I thought I was asking a certain question. And it oh. turns out you interpreted that differently. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. So you th- you find me physically attractive, but my personality is not one <laughs> that you that you think you could be your so- at home with. Yeah, okay. I mean, basically, yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's also even there's even another layer to it deeper than that, which is that even when there are women that I find physically attractive because I just enjoy their you know their their bodies mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. Uh, the image of them. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not. It's still there are still differences between whether I find that person attractive and it's there's also like a a heightened version like this little spark that goes on where Mm -hmm. I'm like and it only happens when everything is functioning together okay when I see this sort of energy coming as one and it's their physical nature and and that sort of energy where I'm like I see that this could be a thing okay and that literally enhances my attraction okay so there are I said earlier there are very few people I'm attracted to. It's really, there are tons of people I would sleep with. Tons of people. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what I mean. (laughs) But there are, there are, I only don't because, um, I guess because I'm attracted to women. (laughs) If I was gay, I probably would sleep with a lot more people. Um, that's probably horrible to say, but like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, it's not wrong though. It feels right. It <laughs> <laughs> but women, by and large, straight women, by and large, seem to want to be connected on a deeper level no, in order no. to sleep with I'm someone. I'm sure you come across uh, people who you know, like, oh, she's fucking everyone on the block. I'm not even... Oh, I'm not you know saying that they're... Yeah, that's, but I... And I, if that's you were gay, if you my... would not... You wouldn't... But I'm saying because... I, I think that there's a, there's a level of, like, if you were gay, you'd be like... Yeah, like whoever, whatever. But because you're straight, and if you see a chick who you know is smashing everyone on the block, it's right. like, no, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Well, I think <laughs> that usually that ends up being the case. Yeah, but I don't know if it's because she is. It's just more like um, it just ended up happening that way. Most of the women that I've been, you know, interested in, like once 
once, let's say I meet them and I don't know anything about them, that, they're still that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of feel an energy like that right off the bat in terms of someone who's sexually forward, you know, ready to have some fun. And usually, yeah, that's not really what I'm going for either. See, this is what I'm saying. But <laughs> you're being, women you're contradicting are, yourself. No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> what I'm doing is like, do you ever see like, so when Bumble came out, I tried it out for a little bit and I remember... Some women basically just use Bumble to limit the group of men and then circumvent the thing and get the man to um, initiate anyway. Mm. They would just say, write me on Insta. Mm. (laughs) So they just literally found a safety loophole Mm -hmm. of narrowing the field, which is not even necessarily any safer. The man could be just more manipulative. Right. But in that case, like, I guess that's a good metaphor for how I find women attractive. Like, if you're a person who's sleeping around with tons of people, it's just not... I'm 37. Like, I remember that when I was in my 20s, but there's not many women that I meet in my age group that are on that schedule. Mm -hmm. Unless it's someone who's, like, specifically... They're like, look, I know someone, she's got, like, five different people she's she's messing with. She's got a rotation. And it's, like, one woman and four men. Like, you know what I mean? She's she's definitely interested in that kind of lifestyle. I'm, I just want to relieve some tension and fuck every once in a while. I don't want to do this whole five different people that I'm checking up on all the time and we're, you know what I mean, getting to know each well, other. Who said you need to check up on her? She's got a, her own male harem. Again, I think if you date you? women, then in my picture, like it's been very hard for me to find a situation where I sleep with a woman and then can still have communication with her in the same way that I did beforehand. Things become different. I start paying for shit. <laughs> you know, making sure that she's got calves on the way home. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a there's a relationship that starts developing. And the only time that I've had it any differently was when she was in an, like, open relationship. Yeah. That was a little bit, that was much better managed. Yeah. And we were fooling around and she had this, she would say shit like, yeah, my guy's going to be with this other chick tonight. Do you want to, you want to hang out? Yeah. And it would just be literally that open. And she is great at kind of going through that that but even at one point with her something strange happened where she I started seeing someone but that other person told me specifically she did not want to keep this serious and I was really like her rebound mm. for this other thing that was going on mm-hmm. and because that started the the open relationship person that I was sleeping with she didn't want to continue anything she was like this makes everything different now for her even though she's basically with two men right now but you knew about that you I probably did. started seeing the other person didn't tell her no, I told her as soon as it, I mean, as it was a thing to tell. Like, we, we got together once, and I didn't tell after the first time. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, why would I do that? Because that's part of the, I know, because because you're not in, like, the uh, initial couple, like, it, right. it probably didn't, because you're, like, the peripheral person. Right. It probably didn't make sense to communicate that with them, but, and, and every friggin', there's so many rules no, now. I just, used, there I used know. to be, like, one set of but rules, I still and think I was, like, 14 sets of rules. one of anyone's business, unless it's, unless but that, you're in a relationship but that's, with them. But that's not the, the situation that, that the couple decided was what works for them, is that the, the side people can do whatever they want. If right. that's not what they decided, right. then what you did was a violation. And maybe she didn't No, and she didn't think of it as a violation. You. She just wanted to shift gears. Okay. She didn't think of it as a violation. She was just like, I need to back off for a little bit, because okay. now things are a little different now. Which just surprised me, because I was like, "Everyone surprised." See, but you, I thought you like surprises. Well, I'm not you're saying the, I was you're upset the person with her who for likes doing surprises. it. I don't like surprises. So. But I'm saying, even in that case, which was actually easier, much easier to manage, there was still a caveat of something that still to this day doesn't make sense to me as why it was a caveat. 
it's, because it's, yeah. I, all I could understand was that if she said, I need some time, and then, okay, let's continue. But it, we never did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, because then it's like, oh, you're literally, that literally changes. I wanted to have my boyfriend, and he has whoever he's doing, because he's I'm okay with him doing other things, because we're open. But this other guy on the side, he's a guy that is just mine. That's how it felt. But, but, and, and that might have been what's going on. But That's if, just so if ridiculous they, if to she, assume. No, 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 well, yeah, the, the whole, like, you, when you're doing the whole open relationship thing, you have to communicate with, like, everyone. Sure. So it sounds like she just was a bad communicator. And if that's what she wanted, she should have communicated that with her side piece. Well, maybe it was like, um, yeah, like, maybe she also didn't know until it happened. Maybe. Could be that as well. Yeah. You know, it could be that that as well. But, like, yeah, like, it was kind of like... I specifically know this other thing is not serious, and I don't feel like it's serious. It's just kind of, you know, she's fun to be around, and we have great conversations, and the sex is good, and uh, that's where it is. So I'm not monogamous right now. Yeah. And, but either way, um, I think that it feels like in the initial phases, like in order to, um, I guess, just sort of have a life where, because I'm I'm not dating like seriously on the regular mm-hmm. for the last five five years or so. There was one relationship that was about seven or eight months. You know that was about it. The rest of the time is like I'm just getting better at not expecting to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> what is that that's like? All. I just don't have no idea what that's like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's probably <laughs> what is the 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 equalizer factor. It's like this is what brings men into the. The same fold as where women have been for so long is like, well, we never really got to appreciate the benefits of sex that you now are missing. Yeah. Like you're now like saying, oh, life is harder. Men are saying life is harder because we're just not having as much sex because we realize that women have these preferences that men don't seem to have. We'll just fuck, you know, in a certain case. And for whatever reason, I, I would much rather be in a situation that was monogamous with a person because to me... But it's an intellectual decision. It's not a moral one. It's not an emotional one. It's just that if I want to, from everything I know about what it takes to have good sex, it tends to come with a really solid, healthy partnership. Oh, God. I'm so sorry that that, that's that's how it But it's like a secondary concern. It's not even the primary one. I apologize that that is the way we were even. It's not even even my main concern. Um, There's something I wanted to piggyback on because... The point that I feel like we got to in terms of me describing attraction and how it works and it's sort of separation levels and all that. Mm-hmm. What I'm really talking about is how I manage my day-to-day life, which is in a way inherently <laughs> less than satisfactory. Like, I am also a person who like who really waits for that moment where I'm really into someone. Mm-hmm. And like falling in love is wonderful. I really love it. Um, it hasn't happened that often. But when I felt like that, I pursued it. And that is something where everything changes. I begin to like see a possible way where I can open and change huge things about my own life. Specifically because I, I'm looking forward to this. And so when I talk about how you know the people that I'll sleep with versus the people that I'm attracted to on a more full level like that's kind of like me basically calculating like if they t- if they came walked up to me right now and was like can we just fuck tonight and i'd be like that'd be amazing great <laughs> and that's that group of people you know what i mean but that's not 
that's just how I how I imagine something making my, my life a little easier along the way while I'm not in love, which I would much rather be. But chances are, if a, if a woman who walked up to you and said that, there would be a calculation going on in your mind of who else has she said that to? Well, I think it would depend. I mean, it's a hypothetical it's, that would never happen in that way, I guess. It's more like you would actually be sitting and talking and it would happen over the course of a few hours and... Whatever it is, if you meet someone in a bar and it turns into a one-night stand, I'm talking about that, just mm-hmm. shortening it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, that's the meanwhile. That's just... Because I don't really look forward to the entire time when I'm not in a relationship going all of that time without sex. But, I mean, if that's the way it goes, and that's the way it goes, you know? So, okay, so... it's It's interesting because... I'm listening to this, and you're kind of like the perfect spokesperson for, I want to say, like, covert misogyny. And I don't... I oh, don't, wow. I don't... And the thing is, I don't... Let me crack a beer on that one. Please do. Well, it's not even a beer. It's, it's a, a hard, hard seltzer. seltzer. That's right. You crack a hard seltzer on this uh, misogynistic <laughs> turn. So... So I, how does that work? Okay, so, going back to the whole... What's, it's like what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You're looking for something very specific when it comes to casual sex. Like it's very, it's very specific. Well, I, I, I would like to just revise before you continue okay. that I'm actually not even looking for it. If you were able to have casual sex with someone, your ideal situation would be a specific situation where you felt like that person wasn't sleeping with a whole bunch of other people. But also wanted nothing from you other than sure. just get it cracking and leave. That's accurate. That, that's and that is and, and or be able to manage that over the course of a long period of time and, and have continuously do and c- continuously do that. Yeah. But then they don't they don't invite you to shit as their plus one or they don't they don't seem like they're developing feelings when you're not. Well, let me put it this way: Let's say I met someone like tomorrow tomorrow or something, and basically this what we're talking about happens mm-hmm. and. We decide that t- tomorrow night we come back to my apartment and we fuck mm-hmm. and it's good, you know, it's it's great and we talk as well a little bit like we have an interaction and then she goes about her week like just as is and we don't check on each other any more than we would have if we just actually met at that bar and had drinks. Mm-hmm. It's a new friend. It's someone I got along with and mm-hmm. I write that person checking in on them and seeing how they're doing just as I would another person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 10 days go by or, or 30 days go by or whatever it is. And one of us writes to the other one, hey, what about tonight? And the other one is like, actually, tonight I have this and I can't, whatever. Or, yeah, tonight would be great. And things progress that way. Mm-hmm. That would make my life a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that seems to be sustainable in general. Like, whatever it is, the act of having sex creates a nature around it that seems to be you know, an intimate level of care of the other person that I am expected to perform. And so I just don't, I, I have, I, I don't try to, don't try to go for one night stands anymore. Like every once in a while something happens and that's great, but it causes more, the, the search for it itself causes much more trouble than it's worth. I wish it wasn't, but that's, that's the way it is so far in my experience. So the expectation at all, you're saying, for it to go that way is a version of... Um, it's like a misogynistic expectation. Be- because you are 
you're saying, but I don't want a woman who's not only sleeping with me. And for you to expect... Wait, wait, wait. I don't want a woman who's not only sleeping with me? You don't want to be with someone who's sleeping with other people. That would be your preference, your ideal situation. When did I say that? No, what, well, I'm saying, because I said several times, if the woman was sleeping with a bunch of other people, and sleeping you were like... Sleeping with other people and a bunch of other people are two different things. Oh my god, okay. What no, is the maximum thought, number of other people the woman could be sleeping with? No, this is a fair point, because you brought it up <laughs> right after I brought up someone coming up to me out of nowhere and just saying, I would love to sleep, you know, like, just Ch- tonight. Chances are the person is not... You're not the only person they've said that. So what I'm saying is that someone who comes up to you to say, right. to say that, chances right. are your brain's gonna go, how many other people has she said that and to? And that's why I clarified that I was shortening an experience that usually takes a few hours just for the hypothetical. Okay. So it's not that she just walked into a bar, turned left, and was like, you'll do. <laughs> you'll do. I'm saying, like, there is there is an intention behind this, and I feel like you're reading into that in a specific way to fit a certain narrative. No, what I'm seeing is, from what I've heard, well, you, let's from, see about it. From what I've heard you say, <laughs> yeah. is that you're, what you would like is to basically find a female you. I don't know how that is what I said. In terms of, like, what they are looking for sexually, is they are, they are able to have intellectual conversations or whatever and sure. you're able to have sex and then move on as if you didn't have sex like you're, you're trying to say that no move on as if it was only about the sex which was what it was how it was described in this hypothetical situation Bef- well just before you said that they were checking up on you as if you had just had drinks at the bar and then right, not like had a, sex like a new so that's friend. What, so that's so like that's what i'm going you know. right but a new friend is not someone you've slept with you know what i'm saying so that right. so to me that means you you've moved on beyond sex as if you hadn't had sex. That's why I said that. Move beyond sex as if I... Mean, I... I mean, like, you've moved through your week as if you hadn't had sex. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I That's what I just said, but it's but it sounded like it, it came off different to you. Yeah, well, that's a different wording than what you were talking about. Okay, really. well, <laughs> so what I... Okay, well, okay so... I can say it in a different way. I can say that, um, in general, I'm looking forward to... The most simple way I can say it, I'm looking forward to being in a monogamous relationship with someone. That's the most straightforward way I can say this. I'm looking forward to being in a monogamous relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. And all I said about love earlier, this is surprising you? I can't yes, believe this it is, is surprising it's you. surprising me. Okay, so why? <laughs> because. Because if you're seeing, because I remember you said before, before I went on my bathroom break, you said that intellectually you understand that being in a monogamous relationship is the, is the and, and this is actually like scientifically proven, like part of the reason that gen z um is the way it is is that like they they're not getting into as many relationships as like the older generations right. and are also not having as much sex right. as the older generations so it's it's like what you're saying is actually like scientifically accurate Representa- people representative of representative. something in particular but, but i still but, don't think wait, we're wait, clear on where we are wait, wait. So being in a relationship is actually a good way to um, make sure that you have regular sex. So that's all I was. That's okay. all I was saying. Right. Is that so? You saying I understand right. that like being intellectually being in a relationship is the is the easiest and the best right. way for me to have regular sex. Right. I get you. Which science backs up. That's right. all. I was, that's all I was saying. Okay. Beyond that, it sounds like your attraction to women who would be willing to have casual sex with you and go on with their lives without any kind of emotional attachment to you does it sounds like it does not include women who are also doing that with and maybe a bunch of and just other sure. people is like where we're where we're diverging here but right. just other people sure okay that's not what i meant 
Okay, how? That's but not, that's why I said, how many other people can this woman it, be Because you with? said it right after the other phrase, which was like, she came up and then I heard you mis, mis, slightly misunderstand the type of way that this person would approach me. No. By shortening the time period into something that was like instantly, which means that she just walks up and says that to everybody. No, you can say like after, after like two hours of, of someone who's at just the ready bar. to fuck anything that walks. I, after she's and so to me, I'm calling attention bar. to that because I think that feeds the narrative that I you're talking about. I don't think, but I don't think I don't think I didn't understand that to to be what uh, you interpreted as what I said. Okay. I I didn't think that. But it I'm was, clarifying that now. No. So no. So to me, that there's no difference between a woman just like walking up to you and saying that, or sitting down with you at the bar for two hours and then right. you going home together. So right. me, like there isn't a huge difference between that. Got you. That that's all I'm saying is like like time okay. period to me like that time period doesn't like. Matter. Okay. Well, for me it does, but regardless of why it does or doesn't, the main thing that I'm trying to say is that while I am in a state of life where I'm single. And I don't have a monogamous partnership that mm-hmm. would be something that I've been looking forward to my whole life. I've always wanted to be, I've always wanted to have a family. I've always wanted to have kids. I've always wanted to meet someone that I was with for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm still in a long time period of not finding that mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a longer way. The rest of it is how I manage my expectations mm-hmm. and my desires and my preferences, whatever that is, along the way. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, when you fall in love with someone, your preferences kind of go out the window. It's a person that is just there in front of you. Maybe it fits into your type, maybe they don't. But either way, there is a person mm-hmm. that inspires you and makes you feel better when you're around them. And you have a great time. You have a good life. You enjoy each other's company. You look forward to seeing them. Mm-hmm. You feel good when they check on you. You want to check on them. It's 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 an urge that like you're you're following willingly and you enjoy doing that. That's what I want. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm just trying not to go long periods of time with with no sex in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out the most respectful way to accomplish that, which seems to basically be just exist. You know, like don't really try anything as a man. Like if you see. If you make eye contact, I make eye contact three times with the same woman in a bar, walked up to her and said, look, I don't even know if you actually want to be talked to right now. I just saw you from across the way and wanted to see if you did. Are you trying to have your own time and, or are you okay with having someone, you know, speak to you for a little bit? And she was like, that's a really nice way of putting that. I'm actually here with my girlfriend. She's in the bathroom. (laughs) But like still. We looked locked eyes three times. Mm -hmm. And so, although I completely respect the way both of us handled that moment, it was still incredibly confusing at first. Yeah. So all I can learn from that is you never know what a person is doing. Maybe there was a sign behind my head she was looking at. It wasn't me at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. But, like, we're constantly learning who each other are. And so, like, trying to figure out how to manage those different personalities we encounter and interpret them the way that we know how to interpret them. But... When I talk about the differences of the attraction, it's more like, it's literally a calculation. I'm at the, I'm, I'm, I'm at the bar, you know, on the way home, something like that. I'm going to have a drink and someone sits next to me. And if I'm not attracted to her, then I might handle the situation differently. Hmm. I'll still be respectful the whole time, mm-hmm. but that is a literal difference hmm. that I can't ignore. And, um... But if it's someone that I'm attracted to and she's interested in having some fun and, you know, that were to be possible, 
we could pull that off, then it would certainly make me happier that week. <laughs> there's like a residual, yeah, there's like a residual energy to sex. Like, sex that feels good, that is fun, that is like, you know, you feel better. Just like, the next day is better. That whole weekend is better. You know, my life is better with good sex. And I imagine for a lot of people out there that is a similar truth. You know, I know that there are, there's asexuals and there's a lot of stuff that I don't understand. But like, as far as I can understand about myself, that doesn't seem to be a wrong thing. That seems to be, as far as I can tell, just me trying to manage my time until I find the person I'm looking for. I think that my interpretation of your of what you're looking for the in in the in between time in the meantime mm-hmm. situations yeah the reason that I think that it, it has an air of misogyny to it okay from my perspective right right is because when you are when when you put your intentions like out to the universe of like this this is what I'm interested in like what I really want is okay. this but like in the meantime. Like whether whether or not you're doing that, which already I'm in yeah, no. opinion of you because I don't know how I did that. No, no, no. well, just, just by have, thinking it, I, <laughs> just by thinking. I just have the preference. That's not the same as as expressing it in any way. Well, uh, see, this is someone first. First, I'm someone. a man. I'm very good at repressing my emotions. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about spirit is no one is good at oppressing anything from spirit. They they know they know what you want. They know what you need, and they'll give it to you whether you want it or not. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. So it's okay. like so, so let's let's take that <laughs> and but still the misogyny of it. Wait, I don't so yes, understand. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. So. When you put out to the universe that until I find the the person who I'm going to like have a family with and I'm going to be I'm going to be with anyone in the meantime I would like them to be like like this I would like them to be someone who to, doesn't become emotionally attached to me I'd like to be with someone who doesn't like when they check up on me I don't feel like uh I you know when they check up on me I feel like uh right like that's sure I guess that's an interesting way to put it <laughs> yes yeah um. And then that's not what you're getting. Right. And that, then that means something's out of alignment. Right. Or if, if you want something right. and you're getting something else, something isn't right. And yeah. I've just labeled it as misogyny. Right, right, right? right. It might not be that, but that's when I hear a guy talking about sex and talking about wanting this kind of sex right. and, and getting emotion with sex that right. he doesn't want. Sure. But then also right. seemingly not going for women who are se- more sexually open and will and will absolutely not become emotionally attracted to you which is what you want but they're also sleeping Wait, with that's other already people. not what I said again though no but what you you the issue you had was with a lot was with was with, was with like multiple yes, other people but I also even in that answer clarified that that wouldn't be the thing that actually affected how how attracted to but her and I, was. I then I asked you what would you like what would your number be, and I don't think you answered that. Yeah, because in my mind, that's none of my business. That's the whole point. Like, what I'm trying to say is, the person who is actually, let's say, going through a type of phase of life where they are literally using sex to get some sort of a power situation, because I don't think people really need to have sex, you know, when they're single five times a week. But in order to accomplish that, you need to either have a regular person or have a rotation or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if you're a single and you're not in a relationship and you're having that much sex, to me, that is a person who literally has trouble sleeping alone, going to sleep alone. Like, like I, after, after your twenties, when you're a person in your thirties and you have like some time to understand, like you need to know if you are in a relationship, then yeah, look, you've been having probably 
at a certain point more sex than others, maybe less sex than others. Married people joke about this all the time. Yeah. But, like, I don't think you can be in a situation where you are having that much and it isn't a, a uh, like, a, some sort of a need that needs to be filled. Unless it's someone like I brought up, the person I know who's got, like, a rotation going. Mm-hmm. And she just seems really in control of her shit. Like, she was just like, yeah. She just literally seems that way. Mm-hmm. This is a case-by-case person's study every time I sit next to a person. Whether I think there is something compulsive about their intentions or they just... Yeah, they need to fuck five, seven times a week. They need to not be in a regular relationship that's monogamous. They need to have five or six different people that they're messing with. Mm-hmm. That's fine, too. But that's different than right after I brought up someone walking up to me right at the bar and then that creating the narrative of someone who sleeps around. Because my general in- impression is that if I'm with you and I'm single, and I don't, especially if I don't want to be in a relationship with you, it is none of my business how many people you are with at the same time. Or before. Or how many people you're going to be with later. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the type of person that I imagine that I would get along with. Just want to talk to. And I imagine that person to be less compulsive. But it's not something I can actually factually say that I can guarantee. Mm-hmm. But my energy is like, I'm just trying to be in a place where, like I said, I don't go through huge dry spells without getting laid. That's all. Because that's all I can really ask for until I find a monogamous relationship. And I don't understand why that makes you look at me like this. I really don't understand. Like, again, you're the therapy crowd. Remove the disdain from your facial expressions. Maybe, you, maybe you're projecting that you assume I'm looking at with you dis- with disdain. And oh, I'm, I'm sure I am because totally you're not giving different. me anything yet. I, tell me. I, don't, I have no idea what my face looks like right now. First of all, it looks I'm in like pain four beers and in. nervous is, and like you're worried. Wait, you see, what you said? It looks what? In pain, nervous, pain? and worried. Well, okay, first of all, I have fibromyalgia, so I'm always in pain, so that is accurate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that is nothing straight to do with way, you. Stay man. I have no injuries, so I feel no pain, I can never sidetrack a conversation. You're a man. You never feel pain. That's right. Not emotional or physical. That's right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Right. <laughs> um... Yeah, I under, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's interesting that that when you're looking for a non-emotional sexual partner, you're that I just think it's interesting that you, that you're having a hard time finding that. When I know that there are plenty of women out there who are like that, that I just feel like he would never go for her. I well, just, that's you know what I mean? also valid too. <laughs> I mean, whether I would or wouldn't, there are, that's kind of how it works. Like, I think that you know there are. The main criticism I have is for society that is, you know, more about the fact that we, that women just don't feel safe around men. And that's what I was sort of bringing up about the fact that, um, it would be better for men if women did feel safe. We would have much, we would have, men would have better sex lives if women felt safe. Yeah. Like we would all be able to communicate with each other. There would be people out walking home. There would be support systems. There would be people like walking each other home when they needed to help out. There would be... There would be awareness for the kind of trauma specifically that sexual predators create and, and not even just to label it sexual predators because I feel like all, specifically all straight men are just, we're all figuring out how much of our behavior can even just be that. Uh, even though the fact that we're looking back at all the men that raised us mm-hmm. and like one time I was out and there was this comedian I was hanging out with and she's, 
she's like a comedian and a model, and we're just out late. And because of her physical nature, like who, how she looks, my friends, after an hour and a half of me and her just talking and hanging out, start doing the shoulder bump. Mm. You know, like, what's going on, man? This is a thing? This is yeah. a thing? You know, yeah. what's going on? It's a thing? Yeah. And then, and we, we, we had a, a number of drinks and it was like two in the morning or something like that. And I, I asked her if she wanted to come home with me and she was like, Yoni, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ah. And I could see how like all of the, like I basically just tainted our entire conversation mm-hmm. and then everything had this layer of shit over it now. Yeah. And I remember being like. Oh, I felt so stupid because I felt like I was literally missing something that my friends saw because they were objective and I wasn't. Mm. That's what I thought was going on. Mm-hmm. I Everything that, that the way that men raise each other seems to feed into missing the signs, bro. Dude, missing the signs. Yeah. You didn't see the signs? <laughs> like, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> Where everything is like, like a trail of information that you're supposed to uncover, pick up the rock and find the clue and... Like every, like this is, and this is also contributed to by the way that a lot of women, because they don't feel safe, also feel like they have to disguise a lot of their messaging. Yeah. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that both sides contribute to Yeah. in the end, even though it's started with the nature of, you know, men running things, but it's, uh, it's on both sides. And so it creates this really subversive environment Yeah. where you're like, is, is there something going on? Is there like a, I don't know, is there like a thing, but yeah. it's not a thing, or... All of it is the opposite of therapeutic. All of it. Yeah. Because if women feel... Absolutely. So there's this whole thing, like, I because through, throughout our conversation, I've wanted to bring up the concept of, like, incels and, and what... And how, oh, yeah. And how much of, right. how much of the language is, um, is reminiscent of what, of what incels say, but, like, but the basics of, much like, of my language? No, well, just, uh, both of our language, oh. because I, because I... Like, Jesus, I, I didn't know I was that far on the spectrum. Well... <laughs> there are some things that are reminiscent, but there, but it's all just a part of. To me, it's all just a part of um, a toxic masculinity. So it's not. It's not like specific to incels. Well, it's just a part of toxic. If masculinity. it is, then I guess what I would say is, since you are in a state of awareness of something that I'm literally trying to figure out, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like maybe it's just some sort of my fragile ears can't take being called misogynistic and toxic or whatever. But I just don't understand. Like which yeah, part of I'm the not... of the actual preference that I described yeah. of wanting someone to be, uh, to basically in my mind what I'm saying is be straightforward, ladies, about your request because I, <laughs> I date women so ladies <laughs> about your request. If you, if you tell me that you just want to fuck, please just want to fuck. Just, please just don't lie and about it. <laughs> yeah, like and I understand how hard that is because I guess you see all men as liars. So why would you be honest with us? Mm. But then. Then we're just kind of feeding the fire together Mm -hmm. in one giant chaotic emotional mess. But you're not necessarily in this moment doing anything better than me. Right. So, I mean, if you, I mean, and I, I also respect people just trying to find a way to know each other. It's like a lot of times you feel intimidated by someone. And so you're like, oh, maybe just kind of get into their circle and then I'll get to know them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people just being nervous, Mm -hmm. but please understand like we are, we're out here in this world, you know, we're adults. We should be able to be in a situation. That's what people tell me. <laughs> and men, I understand, are much less adults than women in, in many cases. Men are. Um, and so for, for a man to say that maybe is ridiculous. <laughs> but we are, 
we're out here trying to understand each other. So my experience is that like, I'm ready to be patient. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just not going to pursue at all until I really have that moment where yeah. I see someone and I'm like, this, this is really worth it. Yeah. But if it's someone who's just, you know, I don't mean to say just beautiful. But like, <laughs> you know, just you. Literally. Just, just like, yeah, it's a beautiful, you know? it's a beautiful person, but it's not someone that I need to go like change my evening over. Wow. And go like, you know, <laughs> say hello and find out more about her. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I came here to hang out. Like if we're hanging out and we end yeah, up talking hang out. To each like other. my Nick, you just came here to hang out of your boxers. Oh my just god. Hang out. You can't right? go balls deep without hanging out. <laughs> you can't. Okay? It's not so, possible. <laughs> for clarity, I would like everyone to know that nothing is hanging out right now. They don't know that <laughs> because it's a podcast and we don't have video yet. I'm asking you to confirm it. <laughs> She's like Helping the fucking mystery, bro. But, the, but like the mystery is what's gonna keep people in tree. My pants like, are on. They're gonna they're gonna hear. Oh okay, God. they say both of them said they're not attracted to each other. I don't believe it. Actually, right. I didn't say that. But I just, right, I just, only one of them. Did. Only one of you did. Right. No. Uh. But uh. Yeah. It's listen. <laughs> when I when I say the word misogyny, I'm not. It's not an attack because most people, yeah. regardless of their gender. Because they grew, because we were raised in a misogynistic society. Sure. Most people are misogynistic. I can understand you know what I mean? that as a concept, but I still don't have the actual points as far as what you think about I'm, me expecting that from okay. someone. I'm not sure is, that I is can evidence of misogyny. I'm not sure that I can explain it in a way that you're going to understand. I, I'm not sure that I well, can. Well, you went to therapy, so try. I'm trying. Oh, no, hold on. My man are you attacking me with my therapy? <laughs> I mean, you just said I can, I'm not sure like I can explain it in a way that you are. would understand. So you I basically assessed my can. intellectual capacity. That's not actually. I did the opposite i, I can't explain oh that I was about the, you not that was about, about me not oh. being able to you see you see what just yeah. happened people i read Hold it as, i read it as condescending you did? and it wasn't exactly that's and it true. wasn't and and you know what but because i still had to say it in order to learn exactly and and that's why i'm not mad about it okay that's why you know what whenever things happen whenever you're also facing away from me now a lot while you're talking <laughs> your eyes you are closed don't stop man <laughs> the microphone and how it works directionally with me i'm talking about the microphone i have I I have had several drinks, and my face is going to face in the direction that it faces, and my eyes are going to be closed when they want to be, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right, <laughs> so, I'll just be here. No. No, no, no. Most people... Are I'm I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into racial terms since like since like the 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 backbone of this is us being two different races and therefore I have to bring up race every 25 minutes otherwise I I'm I'm not going with my brand here. Sure. This is the brand. It's I racism. I understand. Right. Apologies. Most people raised in America are subconsciously racist because it doesn't matter what, what the race world, they are. I imagine, well, too, of course, around the world. Yeah. But, you know, we're in America, so it's like you know, right. America has right, right, right. America I has like you. a, a specific history. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't know at all. No, oh, would you like me to explain no, it to you? No, no one told me. Something <laughs> happened. No, was, something was happened. there was there a thing that we need to talk I about? I thought there were just light and dark people, and no, everybody got here sort of around the same around, time, you know, and there was a party. Had mostly the same experience. I heard there was a dinner. Dinner. I heard there was a dinner. Uh, yeah, and there were some people who like helped out. You know, yeah. we asked them to help, and they yeah. did because they were helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Something about people being here already. I can't remember <laughs> I that part as much. Though I don't think that. I don't was think true. it's as significant. I don't think it was true. Whoever actually. was here before. <laughs> no, no. Smallpox blankets. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So they weren't my history teacher. No. Ooh, that was fucked up. <laughs> 
So most people, regardless of their race, are raised with the same influence in influx of information, usually from, at that time, the media. Let's say like the 90s and before social media didn't exist. It was right. just the media. Right. So there was a study that like, there was, there was just... It was an actual study right. where people were like, oh, we're, we, we expect, you know, white people are going to have these like subconscious racist views that we're going to test in a specific sure. way. And black people are not going to have those views. And it turns out oh, wow. everyone had the same views. No, that's how systematic shit works. And it's how subconscious, it's around. It's how subconscious stuff works. Yeah, yeah. So the same thing, it's the same thing with racism as there mm-hmm. is and colorism as there is misogyny. Women right. are just as likely to be misogynistic as, yeah, as men are. Absolutely. So when I say like it sounds misogynistic. Trump voters proved that. Oh my God. Hey, hey Trump, grab this with the arrow pointing down, like white women in Ohio. Yeah, and And Jordan Klepper is like, so you respect women? And the guy's like, yeah, and he's got like Trump that bitch like on her shirt. He's like, that is just amazing. (laughs) Yeah, he's great at that. He's like, so you don't see the irony at all? No. Not at all, do you? That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, but he is great at that. And of course, he has to be a white dude to be able to do that. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. It's right, because his, his, that's why his disposition is even part of his brilliance Mm -hmm. like he's like he's like brian williams asking pointed questions Mm -hmm. you know really at people but because he fits the bill right he's like it's almost like news passing Mm. you know what i mean like or journalism passing Mm -hmm. it's like a a, to use a racial term but like in terms of like that walter cronkite voice yeah the thing which is connected to race it's white yeah and it's you know, no facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think the difference, though, is Walter Cronkite has an authoritative voice, and Jordan oh, Cover yeah. is the exact opposite. Yeah, he that's ha- a good that's He a good is like, hey, I'm the everyman, just like you. Right. I'm just like you, right? right? Yeah. Well, he's also in the field kind of doing something that's more... I think that's more common among people who are doing more interviews out, like, you know, next to the, the Capitol building. Cronkite was, like, standing with, like, a perimeter made around him, like, yeah. and behind me. Right. We have this going on. It's not like he's talking to anyone who's there. It, but, you if know, he is, there's one person and they've been prepped. Pre- yeah, yeah. You know? it, it's a whole, like, thing. Yeah. But, like, people, but, like, but Trump supporters don't respect that t- two decades ago style of journalism because it's like, oh, you're part of the media. So that, I don't even think right. those conversations could happen with people right, right. who support Trump because they'd be like, you're a part of the deep state. Right. It's like, that, that part, science journalism it's all like we don't trust in that anymore yeah that's from there from the other side so right. it's like you have to be like a, a common man nobody you're not you're not like part of this or big organization this intellectual organization for us to even talk yeah. to yeah yeah well i mean i think like fox news just does this victimhood embellishment of victimhood yes and that's the whole that's the entire origin of their platform as we tell the other side of the story yeah and so when you you create a narrative saying it gives credibility to all of your flip-outs. Yeah. To all of your uh, crazy rhetoric if you're just really trying to be heard. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, <laughs> That's how they operate. It's, I mean, but honestly, like, it's kind of ingenious. Like, you, there's a certain level of, like, it's, respect you've got to give to But also, Americans that. are really fucking stupid. They're really stupid. And, like... But, but also, like, if someone could make you feel bad for Massa... You could have been using your... You could have, you could have been using your talents for good... Yeah, but well, I mean, tell Tucker that. You chose tell the other Tucker side. Tucker Be like, how good. all of these slaves are have just so much control over right. Massa. And right. it's like, I'm sorry? What's yeah. happening? Also, the Jews control the weather. Mm-hmm. And oh, they're going to say the media, but he said the no, weather. No, the weather. Let's the get weather. beyond okay. the media, the okay. weather. Yeah, okay. like this rain that happened, I that, brought that. You, t- you 
detail. I brought I was that like, ring. It is, it is coming down out there. Right. I was like, let's add some other danger to the element. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dark outside. We're drinking. We're in my apartment. Let's add rain. That's it's literally thing. baby. It's cold outside. Happening right now, which is the date rape song. I'm not leaving this apartment with the rain coming down like that, (laughs) even though I'm only 60 feet away in my car. Yeah. I don't want to leave your apartment. Right, right, right. By the way, what do you have going on after this that you want me out of your apartment at a specific time? I'm going to meet a friend of mine. Yeah, that's all. What time is it? It's 6.34. We're we're 20 minutes beyond. Yeah, we should wrap it up. You I didn't just, specifically say why you... I'm just oh, wait, going you to should... meet a friend of mine. I got plans. Who, who, is, it a, is it a woman? <laughs> yes, it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a woman. How, but it's a friend. How, what <laughs> What level of excitement is her melanin? Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Did she pass the paper bag test? Um, this is so awful. <laughs> Speaking of misogyny... <laughs> guys, what do you think misogyny sounds like out of a woman's voice? <laughs> <laughs> or you're gonna go kick me out? We're doing a thing. We have a project. You're yeah. gonna kick me out so you can go meet another chick. No, full disclosure. Yeah, she's actually someone that I'm interested in. But Ooh. she, we already went out once, and she was like, "Nah, I'm good," and we're still friends. So this uh, is the moment where okay, this is the moment where everybody else that I know is like, who would be like, okay, so you're just kind of doing the whole friend thing, right? Right. No, there's no sort of trustworthy instinct. But this is the whole part where I'm like, I don't really know what else to do besides just you know, still be the same guy. Mm-hmm. I'm still interested in her. Can you tell me why you're attracted to her and why you were attracted to me? You said you were physically, but uh, your personality was. So, oh, you, your preferences, really quickly. Like, what are your, does she meet well, your Well, no, this is more about, like, the... But this, does she meet your physical preferences, though? Well, yeah. Well, can you explain what they are? Quickly, so the audience knows. Yeah, but quickly. I don't want her to, like, know. I don't want her to feel, Wait, like, Wait, are you weird. telling her to... You're going to tell her to listen to the podcast? Well, probably, yeah. But she'll be like, yeah. She's like, what have you been up to? You got this new podcast going. <laughs> be like, be like uh, yeah. don't listen to episode seven. <laughs> no, it's, that's the thing. I want her to just be able to listen to whatever. She's she's Sri Lankan. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. she's brown but not black. Yeah, yeah. So that also happens sometimes. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I grew up with Sri Lankan people in Staten Island. So oh, cool. I'll they're... tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like that won't mean anything to her. It means way more to me than I'm sure it does to her. Right, She'd be right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, in general, like, yeah, this is the point where, like, I do the thing that a lot of you know the guys that I know and women as well don't really understand, maybe. But like, yeah, all I know is that she said she wasn't interested, but I'm still, I'm still interested in her number one, and mm-hmm. I'm also still just like her as an individual. So right now I'm in that gray area phase where it's like we can hang out and then like if she changes her mind like I'd be totally up for it. Yeah. But um, even if she doesn't, I would still have a great time hanging out with her. You still like her company? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, she's incredibly smart and wonderful to talk to and just very fun and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I really have no idea what's going to happen, but I doubt anything exciting. No. We're just going to be hanging out and having drinks and enjoying each other's company. Yeah. That will be fun. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to be like, the whole time, like, Jesus, it would have been great if we were fucking. It would have been great if I could get my dick wet. Yeah. Uh, Even though it would be. <laughs> but you li- you just, you know, you got to be, I don't know. I don't know how else to do it except for to be both people. Mm. Like, to be the person who still just enjoys that person's company and respects their decision, even though I still have mine, mm-hmm. still have my feelings. Mm-hmm. It's not too much for me to go spend time with that person and still not try to turn a moment into some sort of pressure thing and then 
try to turn it around on her from like a month later, like, well, you were still hanging out. I mean, why'd you think you did that? That's, that's a clear in, sign. That's incel stuff. I'm not doing any shit like no, that. I'm no. just hanging out with her. Yeah. And then, you know, there was another time when I was really into someone and it would lasted for a couple of years. And at a certain point, I remember like, if she's not into me, like there's, there's no way that she is even the person that I thought she was. I just, made up a different person. Okay. Like that's, and that's where I think what we should start on for next time too, because this is basically how I've decided to manage moments where I didn't get what I want. Okay. And where I was interested in someone and they changed and they never were interested in me and we're still friends. Okay. And we're really good friends. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point I was like, yeah, listen, like you expressed yourself. She knew, she knew how you felt. You went through this out loud one point she said to me something like, yeah, I just wouldn't want, I don't think I could be with you because you're not domesticatable. And it was like relationship kind of stuff. Like I, she, it sounded like she was saying, and I could be wrong, but like, you're going to be your own person no matter what. And I need to know that I'm going to have a partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not, it's not, it's not wrong. I understand that. Yeah. But like she... that also told me that she wasn't the person that I thought she was. Mm. She was much more tied to a very, very specific type of intimacy that was hers. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't fit into that narrative. Mm-hmm. That's not the person I thought she was. Doesn't mean that I can't love her tremendously and be close to her and be really good friends with her. And if she wanted to change your mind, you'd be up for it. No, at this point, no. No, you That's wouldn't? That's a different person. Oh. I'm saying this is from before. Okay. No, because it would have to... I mean, it's possible, but it would be more that she would have to explain, like why she feels differently now and okay. she didn't for the two years okay. that she knew I was interested. I would have to go through right. that and actually hear it and then it would have to make sense to me and I would yeah. feel like, oh, well, this does sound like you're in a different place. Mm. That's possible. Okay. Right off the bat? No, not right off the bat. See, that puts her in a different position than, than most other people where you'd be like, hold on, you're throwing it at me and I'm the one being like, hold on, you need to explain some shit. Throwing at you and then trying to be in a relationship are two very different things. If you, but she wanted the fuck and she was single, and then she told me like, "I think we can actually handle this as friends." Like, I would still have to know that we could handle this and mm-hmm. still think that I really agree with her on that level. Mm-hmm. But even while I was making that calculation, I would be like, "Just fucking do it, fuck do it, man." Mm-hmm. That part would still come into my head, mm-hmm. and I would still have to use that sort of part, which I consider to be wisdom. To be like, please make a decision right now. Do not just follow your your fucking pelvis into the room. <laughs> please make a decision. Yeah. And so it would be about that. You know what I mean? But like, if we could handle it, then yeah, of course I would. That's how my brain and system works, apparently. Hmm. So, yes. food for thought for next time. Okay. Um, and I am sorry that I do have to cut things off. No, it's okay. Yeah. I don't have any feelings about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about this, <laughs> but yeah. So, 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 what do we talk about? But next everything's time? fine. Everything's fine, right? But no, um, but yeah. Specifically, can you just outline again bullet points what what you want to bring up next time based on how we ended this one? Uh, I guess. Um, I mean, would you like to do that? Yeah, but I just I want to know that I want to remember what it is because okay. I'm because I'm having a hard time following. You want to remember it. what it is? It's important to you to remember what it is. Yes. So you need me. 
Yes. To help you remember what it is. Yes. Okay. Because just to be clear. Because just to be clear. Yes. Can you just speak a little bit so that I can be organized <laughs> internally? Do the thing that makes you not attracted to me, which is to be organized and planned. <laughs> can we do that a little bit more? Well, there's more? another layer to that, which is I hate being told what to do. <laughs> and so that that triggered that one as well. But it was it was great. But you know like, what? So I hate is there anything else I can do for I you? I hate being told what to do too. But yeah. some sometimes people mistake requests for um, like subjugation. And I don't well, know if that's sure, happened here or not. Sure, I mean, like, I'm sure that, again, if I'd done those thousand hours of therapy, <laughs> I would have handled this moment that a little so differently. Much therapy. Just a little differently. The amount of a therapy. Little more, a little more respect and subtlety and, like, patience. You could have said a hundred. Only takes a thousand hours. But you said a thousand. Yeah, so over the much. course of a year, I don't know. No, over the course of ten years. Yeah, like all right, thousand. fine, fine. People go in for two two hours a week, so that's a hundred hours in a year. Even that is a lot. Most people yeah. go for one hour a week, if if they can afford that, if they yeah. can. But That's not including all the therapy they make their friends perform on them. <laughs> um, but yes. So let's, I'll do it. I'll do it. Please, I'll please. Do it I, I'm, it's my request. Uh, for the next time, I would love to, I guess, pick up on how it is that I exist. Specifically me, apparently. This podcast is all about, about me. <laughs> uh, how I exist in the orbit of women that I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, without pursuing them mm. and trying or passively pursuing right like being open oh, any type of pursuit like not passively. not even has to be aggressively could be okay. manipulative <laughs> gaslighting every version of pursuit <laughs> not subversive not planting a seed and waiting for it to grow right. over two years mm. and shit yeah um, not any of that how is it that I exist in this level uh, in this in this world around people and manage that mm-hmm. that's where we start I think okay. I don't as far as specifics I don't really remember. I am in agreement with the things that you said. Okay. No one's confident about your answer right now. <laughs> no, I, I, heard, I heard you. I'm not going to remember it until I listen to it again, though. Okay. That's, well, we, just, that's just I, where I am. We did great. I thought we had a really wonderful session. I, I think really so, too. It. You answered the questions. And I we, did. like, we got through, like, we, there was there was tensity and intensity, and then we, like, got tensity. through it. That ain't a word. Tensity is a word that I just made up, mm-hmm. and we're going to yeah. go with it. Yeah. Tensity. Tensity. But like I said, I've learned because I, I like to like look at patterns and stuff. Anytime that there's like, oh, there's like there's some there's some tension happening here. I've right. I've learned that well we if we just keep talking, it'll be fine. And that's what happened. Right. Well I think that's because the two of us are in a in a state and are people that are first of all really, really enticed by conversation mm-hmm. and conversations like this, where it's really about t- topics that can be more difficult, but they're deeper. Mm-hmm. Some might say balls deep. Um, but, but they are difficult for a reason. And the reason is important. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure that out. So yeah. that's kind of where this whole comes this whole thing comes from. Like we're just trying to pay attention to each other as, as like basically not in a weird way, but like specimens. Yeah. And kind of like getting to know each other along the way as we figure out how you and how I handle moments. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, how, how that compares to our other experiences of other, other people have handled moments. Yeah. And how we can learn, we can learn from each other. We can learn about ourselves. I mean, yeah. we've learned so much about ourselves yeah. just from our interactions with each other. I'm yeah. just like, oh shit. Like I, I took this, I took that to mean this. And that is not at all what the other person said. What is that? Right. You know, like where'd that come from? Right. Just equally as to like, oh, that person took what I said that sure, way. Sure, like, where did they come from? And yeah. It's 
But it, but you ha- you have to be willing to do that. And we're two yeah. people who are willing to be like, I'm willing to look at this entire situation myself, the other person, everything we're talking about, and say, what can I get out of that? Right, right. And actually, to tack on to that, I would add Meisner technique, which is how I learned acting. Because it involves a repetition technique, which is an uh, exercise where you learn how to say the same thing back to each other, mm-hmm. back and forth. If we were partners in the exercise, I would start off and I would say, like, you have a black shirt on. And, and what, I would, what would I you say? You would... Basically, your, your only thing that you have to say is the same words that I said, except for you'd say, I have a black shirt on. Like, I say, you have a black shirt on, you, you'd go, yeah, I have a black shirt on. I'd go, yeah, you do have a black shirt on. And I would say, I have a black shirt on. But you're focusing on how I say it. Okay, okay. So if okay. I, let's say I started off and okay. I was like, you have a black shirt on. And you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. You'd get a little defensive. Yeah, I have a black shirt on. Yeah. And then I would respond to that emotion. Okay. It's about this ping pong thing about basically it's supposed to teach you how many emotions you bring into a moment that you didn't even realize. Okay. And uses the other person as the sounding board. Okay. And then you get better at analyzing your own unintentional emotional um, traits Mm. that are just involved in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like you're pissed off about what happened on the train or your mother or whatever. Yes. And then you learn to remove those mm. and then add emotion uh, consciously to right. build a character. Okay. So it's extremely psychological. Yes. And it was my favorite thing. It's what really makes people hate Meisner or love Meisner. Yeah. That technique because it involves this thing that people either fucking totally are signed up for or they think it's bullshit. Oh, I, I love see, it. Like, I like it. I see the value of it in, immediately. Me, so do I. Yeah. I also want to do... It makes me want to go, okay, well, you brought this emotion into it. it and it sounds like you're saying, like, remove that emotion. But I'm like, At no. no it, it, but, like, no, go into it. Where did that emotion come from? Let's find out where, you know well, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, it's a different, just a different intention. <laughs> yeah, different this intention. This is like, we're not your therapist. We're telling you what you did that you weren't aware that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, remove what you were not aware. Just what you were not aware. If you are aware and you're using it consciously, that will help you build this character. Right. So just make sure you know the way that you sound. Okay. So that you can affect your sound. Okay. Your timbre. Like yeah. Your, your essence. You can affect it consciously and not be surprised when someone's like, this performance was bullshit. I didn't believe a second of it. You know, it was like, well, I went through analyzing what creates this character and I did it consciously. Yeah. So that too, I think. No, I like it. I'm happy. I like it. I like all of it. We, yeah. I need to do. I need to do an improv class. We just we just oh, go to an improv class. Oh, we gotta talk to my other friend about that. that. He wants, he wants me to do improv too. Yes. So we'll, we'll work on it together. I like those improv exercises. All right. Well. Yeah. This is the end of uh, of our session tonight. Because part two. Balls part. deep. <laughs> uh, <Part>. Everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Right. right. When you go balls deep, everything's fine. You can clean up the mess later. It's Oof. good. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it hurts a little at first, but then you get used to it. Wow. And, you know, it's fine. That's right. It's fine later. You just everyone just get in the shower. Afterwards. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, that's what showers are for. That's right. This brown doesn't wash off. That's Woo! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, next time. Yes. <laughs> On everything's next time. fine. <laughs> <laughs> With George and Jimmy. Until then. Until next.